0: next movie cinderella
1: all right guys i'll see
0: you later i i already got into this a little bit earlier (laughs) in the show you know i kind of sat you guys down i was like all right here's the situation Hmm. um some people some people observed me kind of kind of having a moment online with this movie i mean quite a reaction
2: your feels yeah
0: and yeah i I said i said that i hated this movie i was getting like texts from loved ones like are you okay like i'm not i'm actually not joking (laughs) (laughs) um like, I literally like this is the text- one
2: that did you in.
0: <laughs> well, because people were like, you know, what is this movie? Like, how could it have elicited so many the word hate from John so many times? How can and they? Y-
2: yeah. How can they mess up this recipe? It's like, you know, like messing up mashed potatoes. It's just like it's a classic sure. story. It's, it's Cinderella like, once again. Right. Yeah. But I mean, it's like it's one of the multi time like greatest fables ever, you know, like for a reason, like shouldn't be that hard to do.
0: Sure. And I mean, yeah. look, they're, they're putting look, the writing was on the wall, we should say. I mean, there were a lot of signs that pointed us to this moment. And I, I know for for Will, he kind of like looked at this as an adonis to, to an extent is like, this must be like, interestingly, so bad. But Will, I feel like you don't know me. I mean, after almost five years of doing the show, I mean, you know, <laughs> for me, if something's outrageously bad, I, I will I will make that clear. Right. But if I really hate something, it's because of the dullness. I mean, you were saying earlier, it's like, well, this was like kind of dull. It's like, well, yeah. That's why I hate it. That's why I was sure. like, "Oh, I hate this. I don't want to be going through this anymore." I had to, I had to like literally just like sit there staring at the screen, like cycling through all my life well, decisions.
2: Yeah, I mean, but the weird thing though is that like I think the reason why Donis and I were excited, at least in a bad movie sort of uh, fascination sort of way, is because describing it on paper it does sound like this sort of like explosively bad movie. Like it just has like all the choices that it makes that are so egregiously bad. Like when I was reading David Sims reviews, it's like, okay, yeah, this sounds like the sort of like movie you love to watch on bad movie night because it's going out and doing these like very wacky, poor choices for a modern day Cinderella movie. But yeah, like watching it, it feels like a watered down like Disney Channel type movie and not in like a good way, as you were suggesting with your appreciation with uh, Afterlife of the Dead or Afterlife of the Party.
0: Afterlife of the Dead. Of That's the a name. <laughs> <laughs> That's a redundancy. Yeah, I I did see David Sims' one-word review: apocalyptic. And I, it's not that I disagree, uh, but I I think I think it's to what you're saying. It's like, okay, yeah, it it, it clearly is a sign of uh, there's trouble in the waters. And I I, I will just say it, on paper, there were things about this movie as I was watching it where I was like, you know what, yeah, Cinderella. There are things you can do to the story to freshen it up a little bit, you know, maybe put in a little bit of like, she has a different agenda for going to the ball. Let's set this thing up. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's go in with an open mind as open as we can make it. So this was originally going to be a Sony movie. I kind of mentioned the writing with like some of the red flags, the writing on the wall, the fact that this was Sony, it was going to be Sony theatrical, but then it was going to, Am- you know, straight to Amazon streaming. And a lot of us were kind of like, well, you know what? It's pandemic. That That's not necessarily a yeah. sign of quality. That's like. Hey, you know, like maybe they just see something in this, you know, I, from the marketing, from what I can tell, like I just saw posters and stuff I was like, this kind of does look like a ABC, like uh, one night only kind of like sure. event TV event mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I could I could buy that. I could buy them being like, yeah, let's, you know, let's put it on Amazon. People will watch it. I mean, at its best, it could seem like
2: another like Brandy's Cinderella sort of thing. Yeah. But at its yeah. worst, it seems like it could be. Like Geppetto, sorry, and Drew Carey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we'll see where they landed. And they had the pedigree for this thing. I mean, this is one of those things where you're watching it and you're like, they really got people to be in this because they were expecting this to be like, I think, like a holiday, Christmas time, Thanksgiving, like four quadrant musical hit. I mean, they were going for like Greatest Showman kind of, you know, show stopping quality here, at least in the pre production. I mean, they got they got a director who can deliver. They got Kay Cannon who, you know, I've been I've been pretty hit or miss with Kate Cannon. I mean, I, I think like we, I know her more for her writing. Uh, her last film, her first film was Blockers, which, but, you know, Blockers did pretty well. I was yeah. one of the naysayers, though. You know, that was that was a big box office. hit, yeah, and I was like, you uh, know, what, Blockers is cool. You know, hey, I gave it a pass. I was like, yeah, yeah go check it out. You'll probably like it. R rated comedy about how John Cena is funny as a dad. Sure. Funny that we brought Among it up last week things. too.
2: Yes. Among I mean, the things. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he, I think he and, uh, he and his daughter in the movie, um, played by the wonderful Geraldine Vishwanathan, they're, mm. to me, they're the more like memorable characters in that movie. Uh, yes. The other ones, as much, but sure. Hey, you know, well, Catherine Newton. I mean, you know, like Leslie Mann. I kind of remember her and Leslie Mann.
1: Uh, sure. Ike Barinholtz,
0: I think, was in it too. I, I don't know. They, they kind of like fade in the background for me a little bit compared to Cena and, and, uh, but,
2: well, I mean, I'll I'll cut some slack. I think Kay Cannon actually did a good job with that, and I'm not the biggest K Cannon fan. I'm pretty on record being like I'm not a fan of the Pitch Perfect movies. Uh, I'm not quite sure what else she's involved with, but Blockers surprised me, and I New felt, Girl, uh, New Girl, the show, New Girl.
0: Yeah, she wrote a bunch of it, and okay, yeah. I
2: haven't I haven't watched enough of it to have a opinion on the show. I'll admit, but um, yeah, I mean, I think Blockers it it could have been w- really really bad. Like that's the type of film like you hear about on paper. I'm like, I don't know about this, but in execution, I felt it was funny, but it was also pretty sweet, and the performances were good. It's like, okay, yeah, you know, maybe Kate Cannon has, you know, finally figured it out in my view, and uh, you (laughs) know, I think that's why when they announced the Cinderella movie, it's like, I don't know. I mean, you know, how many Cinderella movies we got? The Kenneth Branagh one just came out not too long ago, and it was actually pretty good. So it's like, do we really need a new Cinderella? And they're like, No, 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 you don't understand. This isn't just Cinderella again. It's a modernized Cinderella.
0: Yeah, so we should say, so James Corden, who's in the movie, came to Columbia Pictures, I think, right? And he was like, and he produces the film with a few other people. This is back in 2019. So he's like, let's do Cinderella. We'll do a musical retelling. Let's get loud. Let's do something different with it. Let's girl boss this thing, okay? Now, to me, it makes sense. Like the mathematical formula they go to Kate Cannon, who, in addition to writing episodes of New Girl, who, in addition to writing Pitch Perfect and and doing Blockers, she's also the the creator and writer of the show Girl Boss on Netflix. Only has six episodes. The wonderful Britt Robertson was in the not so wonderful show back in twenty seventeen. It's terrible, Girl Boss, uh, one of the worst Netflix shows of that year, if I recall. Oh wow! But they bring her in, and they're like, I mean, it got. It's one of the few Netflix movies that got canceled. I mean, Netflix shows. <laughs> I, I, Netflix shows. Thank you. Um, but so she comes in and then, you know, they're like, you know how to do this thing. You know how to sort of like reinterpret, like, you know, sort of like do a a movie for the modern woman. And a lot of people want that. They want that sort of like fresh take. Like let's take a character Mm. like Cinderella, who in the past has just sort of been in this like very tropey zone. And I get the formula. I mean, it's Kate Cannon. She's written some very interesting, you know, women characters and, and men characters, of course. Um, but, you know, specific to Cinderella, like I could I see it. I see the like the math. The producer is kind of like throwing dice onto the table and being like, this is going to be snake eyes. Sure. And. Holy cow, that did not work out as intended.
2: Yeah. I mean, before we get ahead of ourselves, I want to make one thing clear, which is that I'm not against the idea of like, quote unquote, girl bossing Cinderella. I think there's a way you can. do I this. am. I, well, I'm I think. It's a bad idea in principle, but I think there's a way you can do it that is funny and fresh and similar to like blockers. It's just like on paper, I see that concept. I'm like, I don't know. It just seems like it could be kind of icky and like trite. And you know, I'm kind of wanted to be on her. I'm trying to be as nice as possible here because I think there's a version of this movie. it, It on principle, you can do this and make it work, but you have to have really clever writing. You have to like really be self aware without like overdoing it and not just rely on the girl boss aspect uh, solely. Like, just the idea of, like, reinventing the wheel by, like, giving a new fresh coat of paint. Like, you kind of have to do some... You got to do a little bit more legwork, I think, to make that concept work. And I think the movie itself is just kind of satisfied with just doing, like, the baseline. Just, like, we acknowledge, like, this is something that happened in the original Cinderella, but we're not that movie. We're different. Like, we're doing something a little bit winking, and, you know, it's... And just that's where I think the trouble comes in with this
0: film. Not all those decisions, like not all those plot turns I thought were for bad. There were, there were things in this where I was like on paper. Sure. Like specifically what they do with like the Prince character and his sort of like setup. I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, maybe the Prince just sort of like, maybe he's like a Prince from like gossip girl. You know, dude's got a trust what? fund and dude just wants to like get around. I mean like, yeah, sure. Like do that with Cinderella. Like you can, there's, there's a, there's an avenue there. And I, I want to be super clear about something, right? Because when yeah. people hear girl boss, they define it in different ways. Right right to me to what maybe maybe we do agree on this well i think it's the term that's maybe like tripping me up there is a way to do a version of cinderella where look she's just here she just wants to start a business she she's like she started up from nothing now she's here there's a way Mm -hmm. to do that there's a way to sort of like capture this sort of like she has her own ambitions she has her own goals she has her own agency that's not girl boss in and of itself girl boss is sort of like you know this idea of like the, the woman character or any character in general, because it's it's something that they're kind of like grafting from like this, like, you know, male character th- trope that's been around for too long where, you know, it's it's celebrated and then it's like applauded to sort of like rise up and make tons of money and to be this sort of like. Super capitalist, you know, king or queen or whatever. And it's like it, it kind of jives with this movie's like obsession with royalty, too. It kind of is like leaning into like it, it it wants to be subversive, but like it's still like dancing around with all these really boring fairy tale sort of qualities that yeah, it's not subversive about. And, and to me, it just so it rings is so disingenuous. It's like like if nothing else, like the whole movie is dull. And I think the message is pretty just like so misguided in terms of like what is aspirational (laughs) for any of these characters. And like the aspirational is like the, you know, the character who, you know, rules over everybody gets to do it. And the only reason she couldn't do it before is because the patriarchy was holding her down. And instead of realizing that like, you know, maybe being the, maybe ruling over a bunch of people is not great. And and, and you know what? It's fine. Like you don't, I don't want to make it sound like a movie's got to have like perfect values or anything to be good. But it's just like it's so proud of itself and it's so smug that it just rubs me the wrong way. Even I could disagree with the movie's message, but like the way it comes about is the issue for me.
2: Yeah. So we're on the same page because that's where I'm at. It's just like if you really want to reinvent the wheel, I guess, or like try to do a newish take on Cinderella, if you do the legwork. Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm not opposed to that on principle, but the movie, like you said, it has this sort of indulgence where like it feels like, oh, like they pat themselves on the back just for coming up with this concept. And they're just like, well, we don't need to do anything else. Like we like we're already struck gold. We just got to ride this, tr- you know, train to the station and just, you know, collect our awards at the end. And it just feels like not even like to the point where they don't even really write original songs. Most of them are just, you know, renditions of famous pop songs. which I just
0: assumed they were all covers because I got to the point where I was like, I might just not have ever heard of this song. It is so bad that it could be anything. Yeah. It could be original. I mean well, there were a couple where I was like, this this probably yeah. is original because I don't imagine any self-respecting musical mm-hmm. artist would put themselves through this without a paycheck from yeah. Sony. So
2: the Cynic in me assumes they have one original song because they want that one to get the Oscar nomination.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's the greatest showman effect. Yes. Exactly. I imagine, though, because we're railing, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff to get to here. There's Mm -hmm. there's the Camilla Cabella. There's the cast in general. There's more to say about the music, but I know I I see Adonis in the corner. He's kind of hugging his signed poster of Cinderella. (laughs) Tears through his eyes. (laughs) Just kind of like Kate Cannon's signature. You know, anything is possible. XOXO. Guys,
1: um, (laughs) I auditioned twice to be to be uh to be Cinderella and well the, the Cinderella. I, I I thought, you know, it's time we we sort of we we changed the gender norms a bit, but I I guess K okay. Cannon just. I would wasn't just about put
0: you that. in the mini driver role, me personally. Uh
1: you know, I, I wanted to be a little I didn't want to be typecast. If I get one mini driver role, I'm in I'm in mini driver roles the rest of my career.
0: I just imagine if Pierce Brosnan as a king is gonna listen to anybody, it's Adonis. When he Oh, oh okay
1: I'm I'm assuming I I'm, I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna start talking about the movie. Um I'm sorry if I cry a little bit. It's a very hard thing to get through. Uh <clears throat> can I start actually with the tweet that inspired me to even watch the movie? Uh it's by you, John. Is that okay? I- oh, I was
0: gonna say, is it not it's not the one where like James Corden and company stopped LA traffic to oh, no. dress in costumes. That um, I actually- thought I was gonna say,
2: uh it's from Amazon Prime it says <laughs> see Cinderella. <laughs> Available yeah. exclusively yeah. on Amazon Prime
0: <laughs> You could literally freeze frame that tweet video where James Corden is literally humping the air toward this this pedestrian who yes. is just not pedestrian, they're in their car. They could have run over them at any point. I
2: like to imagine who the people are in the car. Like somebody's like about to give birth, and they are just like, We're almost at <laughs> the hospital, honey. Don't worry. We're almost there. Oh god. What's this? Is there some sort of traffic
1: jam? <laughs> <laughs> is that Sean Mendes's girlfriend? What is that James Corden? And no, that, that tweet, honestly, uh, that, that, that was typical James Corden behavior for me. I saw that. And I was like, yeah, that uh, I saw his name and what was going on. I was like, that makes sense. Okay. So, um, no, the, the tweet that got me to finally check the movie out, cause I had heard about it. I did a little research, but I was like, this probably isn't for me because I'm not like, I'm not a huge Cinderella fan. I saw the, the original and I saw the 2015 one. I've seen like a Cinderella story, but it's not like I was I was itching for a new Cinderella, you know, like especially because before I'd seen it, I thought it was just going to be the same old tired tale, and now I'm kind of I'm kind of wishing it was. Uh, so the tweet that finally made me want to see it, uh, it's by John Negroni, at uh, John Negroni says, I hate hate hated the new Cinderella, hate hate hated it. Imagine if the biggest fan of Glee did a Cinderella retelling. I was in already. That was it right there. And then you continued with, it's Pete Girlboss pandering. Uh, you followed up in a second tweet calling it, What if Cinderella but Capitalist AF Queen?
0: They literally have a Yas Queen quote in this movie. What oh, do you they want do.
1: From me? Th- those were terms... See, that was before I saw the movie. So those were terms I wasn't expecting to see attached to Cinderella starring Camilla Cabello. Camilla Cabello. Camilla Cabello. It's a very hard name to say. Camilla me, Cabello.
0: So. What, the wonderful... Camila Cabal. I was teasing her a little bit before, but she's uh, she's a treasure.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah.
0: She rules. She's
1: great. This movie did her a complete disservice. Um, There are a lot of shots in this movie. First where I film, can I
0: think, right? Oh, yeah. she's never been in a film before. And some, to some, pe- some people take the cheap shot and they're like, yeah, it shows. And I'm like, well, you know what? Give her another project. She deserves it. Yeah. First
1: of all, it's her first movie. And you can really tell that there are just a lot of moments where they just said action and didn't give her a lot of a lot to work with. Like there, there, it's very clear that it's not really indicative of what she can become as an actor. Um, so I watched the movie, uh, immediately got into the first song. Uh, Billy Porter comes on and narrates. He plays the fabulous godmother. Um, they play rhythm nation, like a, a mix of rhythm nation. And it took everything in my power not to turn it off right then and there. So I, I was like, you know what? If I'm gonna watch this, I'm gonna tweet about it. And that, that one or two tweets ended up becoming like a whole thread, uh, where I kind of just laid into this movie because I agree with you, John. I also hate times for this movie uh, for so many reasons. the 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 message is so misguided to me that I'm not even. I'm still not sure what exactly it is they're trying to tell me. Like the uh, Cinderella wanting to have her own business, that that's fine. I think that's a really great uh, change in character, especially because, you know, we're in this age where we, we're taking these these role models who used to be so gung-ho about, like, oh, get married young. Uh, you're, you're Basically, what Idina Menzel's character is saying, you have to find a prince and you have to uh, support your family and this is your role. And Cinderella's like, no, I'm not about that. I want to have my own business. But she doesn't really her intentions are pretty misguided like she says one thing and does another and it takes almost no time for that to happen and that happens with a lot of characters and there are two character arcs in particular with these two just capitalist representations of like of like this hierarchy uh and it's it it's it's like trying to say yeah, they were bad people and they did bad things, but it's okay because we forgive them and they, they, all they, all they needed was a stern talking to, like, that's all it takes to dismantle the patriarchy. Just tell them, hey, the patriarchy is not good. Don't do that. And then, oh, sorry, my bad. Um, feminism. And it's like, it's so misguided and, and, and kind of dangerous. It's very. The whole thing it's is basic, basic. Yeah. And it just, it, Basics, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because cause, cause, can I give it can I give my overall because here's the thing we've said it many times we should keep stressing it it's not like you can't have a powerful you know a, a woman character with agency the same reason that like you know we've we've gotten you know male characters with so much agency for so long that the problem to me is that like the, the way the writing is so pandering to that fact mm-hmm. right instead of treating her like a human being which is what people actually want. You know, like, why does she want to start a business? The movie doesn't really get to that. Like the whole thing of her wanting to start a business is because she wants to start a business. And the idea of owning a business as a woman is the reason any woman would want to own a bit. No, people want to own business because they want to make money. They want to take care of their family because they have life goals. They have values. They have a worldview. They they're a person. And this movie is like, no, there's just the only value to you know starting something creating something is just doing it in the first place so you can make money and join the economy like the men and it's like that is just so no <laughs> like yeah it's just so against i yeah. think what real people do what
2: well, just feels like like you said before it's pandering because it feels like in their view like if we just make it that cinderella just it's not only that she wants to find a prince but she wants to be a businesswoman they're like that's progressive enough like we were already we already got the check mark for a progressive exactly we've dead team mm-hmm. and that's that's what feels like pandering it's just like yeah like like if the the premise of the film isn't inherently flawed if you build beyond that but it feels like like i said before they feel like oh we struck gold with this we're gonna have cinderella want to be a businesswoman she wears a suit at one point the fairy godmother is actually billy porter and they just for like rubbing their hands being like yes we figured it out we did we cracked the code we meanwhile how- like
0: James Corden yeah. is laughing in the corner knowing what he's doing <laughs> yeah. the, the agent of chaos that he is like he knows he's just like they're actually gonna do this he's literally writing lines into the script of like the the mouse tail being a penis like he's doing that as a prank oh, like, yeah. can we talk I about, I about if that he'll for catch a bit
2: <laughs> just specifically that that part I mean yes because it's like because that that implies a sort of uh Faulty awareness of anatomy that that confounds. Thank you.
1: Me. Oh my gosh! I <laughs> wanted to tweet about it, but I was like, I'm not giving James Corden the satisfaction of tweeting about a mouse penis. But you know, they, James, you did, know, did they James Corden one. pee out of his tail before?
0: <laughs> well, you know, um, I don't want to talk about that.
2: <laughs> I want to let's 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 dive, I want to really dive into this.
0: <laughs> I, I just don't understand whenever we watch these movies, will always like gravitates toward the plight of like one animal and they're like a hey. confused place <laughs> in this world.
2: <laughs> and Shang-Chi, I did not bring up once the uh
1: little faceless cuz
0: cuz it's I thought cuz if it was a spoiler thing otherwise you might have
1: Oh, Morris um, isn't a spoiler. Yeah, there's like there's like merchandise it. everywhere. Okay. Right. Yeah, hey, I was gonna right, say that, right, Morris isn't right. a, you know, a spoiler. Hey, yeah, okay, inherently.
0: Hey, I, don't if I said
1: who
2: Morris's friend was, that'd be a spoiler.
0: That'd be a spoiler, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We haven't talked enough about how the music in this, oh. you know, <laughs> legitimately like Letters of apology should be written to all the original artists, um, particularly every member of Queen. Um, however, yes. you know, if there are trials and if there's jail time, um, the Queen estate, if they signed off on this, you know, I don't blame them 100%. They probably just didn't listen to the final version, but they should They should have never let this happen. I, yeah. I mean,
2: I have to give them very, very small credit that at no point did they have Cinderella and the evil stepsisters get together and sing single ladies that was uh something i was expecting all the way through and that never happened
1: they had to choose between that and like what a man slash seven nation army and clearly that that mashup was was way more important
2: yeah i got some real uh rock of ages vibe from that scene i'll admit i definitely
0: was for the first time thinking to myself well, maybe my undying love of Moulin Rouge was a mistake. <laughs> maybe I've enabled something. Finally. You know, <laughs> as much as that movie is important to me, it's I feel like time. it's done more harm than good. Yes. <laughs> let's let's go there. Yes. Um because we we have this movie and, and I was feeling the same thing about Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia, now there's a movie Here we that, go again. Oh oh here we go again. Here we indeed. go again. Those movies are what this movie Cinderella wishes. It had an ounce of the the heart, passion, and flair of the mama Mia movies, you know hashtag Abba is back, reunited, feels so good. that said, this movie I knew that this movie had changed me for the worse in a permanent fashion when you know we've gone through this whole thing where at no point do we really get the you know a sense that Ella or Cinderella because they do that whole thing where mm-hmm. Ella is like. I maybe I do want love too. like I want to start a business, but I also like, you know, I want to I want to get hit by Cupid's arrow, you know, at no point, though, does she have any sort of like love spark? And the movie introduces the the object of her would be affection and played by Nicholas Galatine, who is just horrendous in this movie. And I I could
2: have could have just been a wet blanket and would have had. Just the same amount of charisma as this guy has. I oh, do yeah.
0: not know what happened there. Yeah, no energy. And they, they have like these flirty scenes. And I was like, I I am surprised that she doesn't just walk away slowly from this man. Um, it, it was very surprising to me. I wish that they See? they should have gotten somebody yeah. like James A. Caster is in this movie. Funny comedian. I was thinking in myself, he should have been the prince this sort of like awkward kind of comedian sort of character who doesn't have like the stereotypical good looks. That's like the vibe of this movie. Like let him be the Prince. And then you have something a little bit more there. You have like the personality there. You have the sort of like, Oh, it's a real chemistry between these two. Instead. It's like they Ed Sheeran, the thing and literally literally it's such a, (laughs) that's what I mean. (laughs) Like literally, two characters need to have a conversation, and the rules of musicals have survived this long for a reason. The rules of musical, like expressing what you can't say, and this this movie bastardizes that <laughs> with using Ed Sheeran. And I shouldn't be surprised what they do with this, what the way that they sort of like create and contrive obstacles for these characters, and then use some of the most hokey, Amer- modern American pop songs to just. Mm-hmm. Twist that nail on our back and make us suffer. It's it's criminal. Yeah. I feel like
1: there was a point in the movie where I almost could see the prince and Cinderella just being friends. And I was like, that'd be an interesting way to take this if you just made it so that she didn't marry the prince and instead like, you know, they became friends and he's like, Hey, I'm rich, you want to start a business, I can help you. And I almost wish they would have done that because the chemistry between these two characters is just not there at all. And the so the cousins. Like yeah.
0: he's the creepy cousin, Does like, <laughs> yeah. well, my cousin have a crush on me. I kind of need to keep I mean an she eye has
2: more chemistry with Billy Porter than she does with the the prince. Oh yeah. I feel.
1: I mean the, like the yeah. By the way, that there's there's no great song in this movie, but I will say that that was the only time for that like minute and a half. That was the only time where it really felt like the actor was a was like happy that they were singing a song in Cinderella. And I, I appreciated that.
2: I mean, I have nothing. I mean, uh, Billy Porter is a Pittsburgh native. And so I I'm I'm very happy for his success. And I'm excited to, that Billy Porter keeps being in things. And I, I think he's the only person in this movie that doesn't embarrass themselves.
1: He gave it his uh, all. To, he was like, I know what yeah, I am I think I
2: think he's having fun. I think he's aware that the movie is kind of kitschy and dumb and he's just like, I'm just going to make the most of it. I have like three scenes. Let me just have fun. Right. Uh,
0: Yeah. I think, I think what sums it up for me is like this movie mashes up two eras that are very embarrassing and unfortunate for the medium of music. It's the one ear on one end. We have the glee era. This, you know, once promising for a very limited amount of time, era of television where you could you could have covers of songs, but you could find sort of like an emotional journey, you know, literally and figuratively through these like sort of misfit characters doing something that's not typically seen as popular or, or, you know, aspirational. But, you know, it's just the kid. It's just a bunch of high school kids getting together and, and singing their hearts out. That was what Glee started as. What Glee became was this like corporate mishmash of just the absolute. I, you know, Obama era pandering to this sort of like, I don't know, just this really dull wet blanket. I think you said will of uh, that one guy, but I, I think it applies here too of just what entertainment can be, and that it shines through the music, right? And then the other end of that, they merge it with TikTok. This is this is the time of TikTok where. People just kind of get up and they sing for a few, you know, they dance or they sing, they do something like really silly and it's like so quick and it's so like, we have to say something edgy. We have to say something sort of, you know, just like these little bites of, you know, these little bursts of entertainment. And that's what this movie is. It's like taking the worst of the, both of those things and just like mushing them together. And I reject all of it.
2: Yeah. I mean, as I've noted before, I'm not a fan of jukebox musicals by design, so Maybe I went to this film slightly biased, but I will give credit. I mean, I did like the second mom Mia Fine, but uh, I will give credit to both Moulin Rouge and uh, the first mom Mia in that they they're not my thing, but they're shameless about what they are. And it's just like Meryl Streep, just like, hey, look, I've won at that point two Oscars. I'm just going to have fun. I'm just going to be in a big, broad musical and, and goof it up with Pierce Brosnan. Uh, and same with, you know, Moulin Rouge, it's just like Owen McGregor and Nicole Kidman. They're just they're having fun singing songs they like. This movie, there's something so inherently cynical about every decision that they make that it doesn't even seem like they're having fun making this movie. But it's like constantly like shaking you like by the shoulders, be like, have fun, have fun. We're singing. We're having fun. But it doesn't feel like anyone involved is enjoying themselves. And as you mentioned, it's a Sony production and I kind of got the vibe throughout the film that um you remember when the sony emails leaked and there was like that one email went but yeah uh was that one email uh where the one sony executive was like spider-man should listen to edm music and like save the day using his snapchat filter or whatever and like it was just like the most comically egregious like sony exec is out of touch with reality and the youth vibe
1: peter parker airpods
0: question mark
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah, I got the sense that he, that executive, I don't know if it was a male or a woman. uh, They They were the one that sent
0: an email. Yep, they probably sent an email that was like, "Well, well, well, hold on. What if Cinderella really wanted to go to the ball so she could make connections? Yeah, so she could network and add people on LinkedIn.
2: Ed Sheeran? Question mark. Uh, (laughs) Rat tail penis? Question mark. Question mark. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it just, like, like, uh, Dona's, you are mentioning before, I just get the sense that, like, it has, like, this sort of, like, split-brain mentality where it's just, like, we want to be progressive. We don't want to just do Cinderella again. But it's also, like, we have to do this because it's Cinderella. Like, we, like, she has to be with the prince. And it's, like, if they played up the idea, like, they don't have chemistry because Cinderella has to realize that, like, oh, I don't have to follow expectations and marry the prince. Like, we don't have anything in common. We can't relate. Like I'm going to follow my business pursuits. like That's fine. You can do the idea, but don't introduce those ideas and then be like, oh, I got to be with the prince because it's Cinderella. It's just like, it's, right. it's just, that's I think the core issue I have with this movie is that it never really makes a firm decision where it wants to be. And like you were saying, John, it just feels like it's also pandering and being smug at the same time. It just becomes a deeply cynical and very unpleasant movie experience by the end.
0: Hey, wait, though. One good thing came out of this movie. I think it vindicated me. And I vindicated Adonis Gonzalez. You know why? Why? Why is that? We both were right about Cruella. There you go. Why is that? Oh, just that Cruella is the good version of this movie.
2: They could both not be great.
0: No, nah, that's not true. <laughs> Cruella. <laughs> no. Cruella I, did. Cruella owns. I did enjoy Cruella
1: a lot more than I, I was expecting. I, I finally saw that it was free on Disney Plus and I watched and I was like, oh, wow, okay. this is This is a pretty good movie. It's a fun movie. Yeah.
0: Uh, Will, I think, I think Will didn't actually watch it and he just sort of.
1: Oh, I saw it. I saw it in (laughs) theaters.
2: Uh, I'll agree that the mediocre Cruella is better than the dog shit Cinderella movie.
0: (laughs) I think you mean the empowering, you know, epic 2021 fan favorite Cruella is meteors, you know, ahead of Cinderella 2021. Light years.
1: I will say, uh, are we giving, are we giving okay. like final thoughts?
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll finish out with you. can give the last word, Adonis, please. Do. All right. Okay. Okay. Um,
1: I'll just say, honestly, there. like, I, I agree with what we've been saying. There were a lot of things on paper that could have made this movie way better than it was. Uh, absolutely terrible execution all the way around. Uh, I really don't feel like I was part of the rhythm nation with this one. And I'm hoping that if the, God forbid, if there's a, there's another one of these if they if they try to do it with uh, i don't know snow white or something uh they 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 learn from this one uh i really don't have much else to say but besides that um i oh, i won't get too much into it but i i really hate what they did with uh idina menzel's character um a lot and yeah that's pretty much it i i don't want to say too much because then i'm going to get inspired to write a review and i just don't want to talk you. about this movie anymore
0: I am sorry but I have two last things. I know I said the last word, but you brought up Adina <laughs> Menzel. I'm starting to get sick of her singing voice. Frozen did this. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. But they're they're doing it whenever she does that like what? Like I no, please stop. They
1: I feel like they it tell was her It great and Wicked. I feel like it's in her contract that she
0: has to do that. Yeah, she's got to, you know, even if, even though they know this there's not going to be a let it go in this. They're like, "Well, Adina, I mean, it happened once, so oh, on. we got to give you at least one number, you know, so yeah.
2: I just think it's funny that James Corden is on a like war path to be in the most embarrassing musical ever at this point. Like, <laughs> that was really, the last thing I was
0: going to say. Well, really James Corden himself. is not the worst person in this movie. And he actually, dang it, he he had a couple of lines that were funny. Hmm.
2: I can't Ooh. get behind you with the funny bit. He but did. I, yeah, I don't that, about that. I, I not
1: know. I don't know. There, uh,
0: only when he was a mouse, not when he was the human character. But okay, that's Cinderella, 113 minutes long. But what about its Rotten Tomato score? What about that? So this thing doesn't have a cinema score uh, since it wasn't in theaters. Or I think it was in maybe like some theaters. Yeah, it was but not in enough. select theaters. Yeah. Right, right. But Will, what are you, you going to guess for Rotten Tomatoes?
2: Uh, I'm a little off my game today. So my confidence isn't quite there. But my
1: gut says 32%.
0: It's so a 32 from Will. What about AG?
1: Uh, I'm trying to factor in the people who are gonna f- going to like defend this movie. Because you know they're going to be there. Um, I'm going to give it a
0: 28%. Well, uh, a little closer. It's 43%. 43? 40, wow. 43. Um, mm-hmm. Out of 92 reviews. And uh, audience score, Will, I'm so sorry. Oh. What do you think?
2: Audience score, it has to be lower, right? Uh, I'm going to say
1: 20%? And Adonis? That was going to be my guess
0: as well. 75%.
1: There's absolutely no yeah. way.
0: We have crossed into another realm. <laughs> and I'm scared. I'm you scared these, of this Those are reality. bots? They're verified ratings, it looks like. All right. So... Uh. I can hey, see that, you know, that, whatever, you know whatever helps you sleep at night.
1: Yes. Whatever gets you through a pandemic. I've had plenty of conversations with friends and family members where I just absolutely hated a movie and they're like, yeah, but it's fun to watch with your kids. And I'm like, and they're not yeah. really
0: watching it. They're folding laundry. All the kids are like yelling and screaming and throwing cheer on right. TV.
1: Oh, <laughs> it was fun. Prayers, <laughs> prayers for all the all the parents dealing with the renditions of the of the Ice. covers in Cinderella right now.
2: Uh, I just imagine, like, a mom, like, with the headphones in, folding in laundry, smiling. They just, you see upstairs, like, kids are crying, like, their hair, and you're <laughs> like why does James Cord keep talking about his tail?
0: <laughs> what does he mean? <laughs> mom, please. All right. That's Cinderella. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to subscribe to Cinemaholics on your favorite podcast app of choice or find us on YouTube.